Welcome to A Great Big City News, episode 21. Today, measles in New York, a deadly Harlem fire, and an asteroid impact. Visit agreatbigcity.com support to learn how to support New York City local news and allow us to keep bringing you this podcast. If you're a New York-based business and would be interested in sponsoring our podcast, visit agreatbigcity.com advertising to view rates and learn more. Our monthly advertising is currently on sale at a 15% discount. So sign up to promote your products, brands, or services to our interested audience of New Yorkers. The measles outbreak in New York continues to grow as new cases are identified. According to the City Health Department, there have been 466 confirmed cases of measles in Brooklyn and Queens since September 2018. This makes New York a major contributor to the nationwide total of 764 cases, the highest number seen in 25 years. Within the city, Orthodox Jewish communities are hardest hit due to a combination of unvaccinated individuals and travelers returning from Israel where there has been an outbreak of measles since last year. In the city health department data, Williamsburg had the highest total number of cases at 379 and added 31 new cases just in the previous week. The city has also carried through with restrictions outlined in an official health department declaration from last month, closing multiple schools and citing more than 80 individuals for failing to show proof of vaccination or to obtain a new vaccination. The citation can result in fines of up to $1,000, but no individuals have been fined at this point. Measles is a highly contagious disease that is spread through the air as sick individuals cough or sneeze. The measles vaccination is included in MMR shots, standing for measles, mumps, and rubella, that contain a specially weakened form of the virus that trains the body's immune system on how to defend against that virus in the future. For more information on where to obtain a measles vaccination, call 311 or view information from the Department of Health at nyc.gov slash d. O-H. 142 years ago on May 8, 1877, the first Westminster Kennel Club dog show is held in Manhattan. It was named for the Westminster Hotel at Irving Place, where the dog owners met, and was held at the first venue to carry the Madison Square Garden name that was located on the corner of 26th Street and Madison Avenue. The Westminster Show holds the title for the second longest continuously held sports event in the United States, with the Kentucky Derby being older by only two years. In modern day, the Westminster Show takes place in February at Madison Square Garden, with as many as 2,800 dogs competing in seven groups and one best-in-show winner being crowned. One hundred and seventy years ago, on May 10, 1849, a rivalry between Shakespearean actors fuels the Astor Place riot at the Astor Opera House. The riot results in 120 injuries and the deaths of 25 people. One actor was American and one was British, which stoked Revolutionary War sentiments, and the conflict would end with the largest number of civilian casualties since the Revolutionary War. As many as 10,000 people lined the streets as the performance began and the American actors' fans sought to disrupt the British actors' performance. After losing control of the crowd, law enforcement called in the militia, who fired into the air and then into the crowd, killing both bystanders and rioters. 
In response to the killings, a crowd of thousands met the next night in City Hall Park and marched north to Astor Place to challenge the police, but law enforcement was better prepared and the confrontation stayed under control. One hundred and thirty-six years ago, on May 12, 1883, the Brooklyn Grays hold their first baseball game at Washington Park at 3rd Street and 4th Avenue in Park Slope. After being known as the Grays, the Bridegrooms, and the Superbaz, by 1895 the team would be nicknamed the Brooklyn Trolley Dodgers, and by 1913 the name would officially stick as the team was renamed the Brooklyn Dodgers. After a storied history in Brooklyn, the team's majority owner, Walter O'Malley, fought with the city to attain a new stadium site in Brooklyn, but instead moved the team to Los Angeles, with the final Brooklyn game being played in 1957. One hundred and sixteen years ago, on May 15, 1903, New York becomes the first state to require vehicle registration numbers, superseding a 1901 law that required drivers to put their initials on the back of their cars. Today, New York offers dozens of license plate options, including September 11th remembrance plates, a custom New York City design, and even a $60 option to personalize your plate if you'd still like to use your initials instead of the randomly assigned DMV code. Summer's almost here, and this should be the end of snowstorms for a while. So we took a look at the city's data on salt usage to see how many tons of salt the DSNY had to spread on city streets. The city only spreads salt after the snow has fallen and after the majority of the snow has been plowed off the street and it melts the last thin layer and prevents ice from forming on the road. In the Department of Sanitation data, storms are loosely grouped into numbered storms when road clearing takes place over multiple days. From November 2018 to March 2019, there were eight significant storms that required an average of around 41,000 tons of salt per storm for a season total of 329,849 tons. All that salt is stored at 42 storage sites citywide. Seventy-eight years ago, on May 15, 1941, Joe DiMaggio begins what would become his famous 56-game hitting streak, a Major League Baseball record that remains unbroken to this day. Over just two months, DiMaggio scored at least one hit per game, including 55 runs batted in and 15 home runs. Joe's younger brother, Dom DiMaggio, would put together a significant streak of his own eight years later when he went on a 34-game hitting streak for the Boston Red Sox a record that still stands as the team's longest hitting streak. Amazingly, Dom DiMaggio's hitting streak ended when the Red Sox went up against the Yankees and Dom's fly ball to center field was caught by none other than his own brother, Joe. A serious fire at the Frederick E. Samuel Apartments in Harlem claimed the lives of four children and two adults in the early morning hours of May 8th. In what appears to have been an unfortunate accident, fire marshals found the cause to have been an unattended stove burner that was left on. It was unknown whether the stove was being used for cooking, to heat the apartment, 
or if it was left lit for religious reasons, as was the case in a similar overnight fire in Midwood, Brooklyn, in 2015 that killed seven children. According to the FDNY, all victims were found in two bedrooms, which likely means they were overcome by smoke inhalation as they slept. Speaking to PIX11, an FDNY source said that the smoke alarm found at the site was disconnected, which could explain why the family was not alerted by the alarm, which had been inspected just five months earlier. Forty-two years ago, on May 16, 1977, a New York Airways helicopter crashes while loading passengers from atop the Pan Am building just above Grand Central Terminal. The crash kills five and seriously injures two. The large Sikorsky helicopter was landing on the modern-day MetLife building as part of New York Airways service providing passenger flights from Midtown to JFK Airport, but the service was discontinued immediately following the fatal crash, and the company would declare bankruptcy after another helicopter crash two years later at Newark Airport. An NTSB investigation found that the collapse of the right landing gear likely caused the helicopter to tip over, tilting the spinning blades into the building. The helicopter had landed, and passengers were boarding at the time of the malfunction, so the wreckage remained on top of the building. But one death and one injury were due to debris falling down at the corner of Madison and 43rd Street, one block away from the Pan Am building. As the spinning blades disintegrated, debris flew as far as two blocks in every direction and four blocks north along Park Avenue. Vehicles below the site were damaged, and the Pan Am building itself suffered extensive damage on the west side at the 36th floor. Four passengers and three crew members who had already boarded the helicopter received only minor injuries, and the captain and first officer described a calm scene as they assisted passengers during the evacuation. If you felt a moment of dread last week, it may have been the apocalyptic vibes leaking out of the Planetary Defense Conference in College Park, Maryland, where a thought experiment involving a fictional asteroid impact turned disastrous for your old pal New York City. The made-up asteroid was initially on a collision course with Denver, Colorado, but an attempt to pelt it with spacecraft and divert it away from the Earth also broke off a 200-foot-wide chunk that set its sights on Central Park. With a predicted entry speed of 43,000 miles per hour, the fragment would explode above the city, sending out a shockwave 1,000 times stronger than the bomb dropped on Hiroshima. As if it could get any worse, the explosion was also predicted to occur just after midnight. How inconvenient. Our final moments will at least come with a clear view, as the asteroid is set to approach the city at the exact angle to line up with the Manhattan street grid, just like Manhattan Hinge. Hopefully the conference attendants got some good practice in how to respond to an impending disaster, even if it did involve the hypothetical deaths of 1.8 million New Yorkers. Speaking of Manhattan Hinge, it's coming up at the end of May and the beginning of July, and we've updated our page at agreatbigcity.com slash manhattanhinge with the new 2019 dates and some new viewing locations. I suppose they would also be good viewing locations for hypothetical asteroids. (laughs) 
The Great Big City has been running a 24-hour news feed since 2010, but the AGBC News Podcast is just getting started and we need your support. A Great Big City is built on a dedication to explaining what's happening and how it fits into the larger history of New York, which means thoroughly researching every topic and avoiding clickbait headlines to provide a straightforward, honest, and factual explanation of the news. Individuals can make a monthly or one-time contribution at agreatbigcity.com support. And local businesses can have a lasting impact by supporting local news while promoting their products or services directly to interested customers listening to this podcast. Visit agreatbigcity.com advertising to view rates and learn more. A Great Big City is more than just a news website. Did you know we also run CityBlimp? an automated Twitter bot that uses data about the city to teach residents about historic sites, weather conditions, and even draws a picture of the city each night before bed. Visit agreatbigcity.com slash cityblimp or follow at cityblimp on Twitter to learn more fun facts about the city around you. Park of the Day Daniel Boone Playground at West Farms Road in the Bronx American frontiersman Daniel Boone, who lived from 1734 to 1820, pioneered the exploration and settlement of Kentucky in the 18th century. Commissioner Stern named the playground after Daniel Boone in 1987 because of its proximity to Boone Avenue. For a featured parks event this weekend, stop by the Queens County Farm Museum on Saturday for their sheep shearing festival. Watch how the large woolly coats of sheep are sheared for the summer. Learn how wool is spun into a useful fiber. Learn more about the farm and the community compost program. And even listen to bluegrass while kids enjoy crafts, hay rides, and local food. Tickets are required and are $5 per person if purchased in advance and $8 per person if purchased at the door. If you're a member of the Queens County Farm Museum, entry is free. Visit the Queens County Farm Museum at Queens Farm Park Saturday, May 11th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m or visit queensfarm.org for more information. And now let's see where our robot friend will be spending the last weekend before the impending asteroid impact on the concert calendar. This is the AGBC concert calendar for the upcoming weekend. Riverside are playing White Eagle Hall on Thursday, May 9th. Bjork brings Cornucopia to the shed in Hudson Yards on Thursday, May 9th. X Hex and Verses are playing elsewhere on Thursday, May 9. Adult Mom, Gobinger, and Long Neck are playing the Park Church Co-op on Thursday, May 9. Primitive Weapons, Bangladeshi, Netherlands, and Thought Grimes are playing St. Vitus Bar on Thursday, May 9. Idols are playing Brooklyn Steel on Friday, May 10. Nixer Ebb are playing elsewhere on Friday, May 10. Overkill, Death Angel, Life of Agony, and Mothership are playing the PlayStation Theater on Friday, May 10th. Riverside are playing Warsaw on Saturday, May 11th. Night Beats is playing The Knitting Factory on Saturday, May 11th. Lee Fields and The Expressions and Chick 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 are playing Brooklyn Steel on Saturday, May 11th. Lizzo and Taylor Parks are playing Brooklyn Steel on Sunday, May 12th. Broken Social Scene is playing Webster Hall on Thursday, May 16th. The Hold Steady are playing White Eagle Hall on Thursday, May 16th. Miss Sugar and the Black Dahlia Murder are playing the Hammerstein Ballroom on Thursday, May 16th. Thanks for listening.
Here's something you may not have known about New York. The FDNY is the largest fire department in the United States and the second largest in the world after Tokyo, Japan. The FDNY has over 17,000 employees and responds to 619,000 total calls each year. Extreme highs and lows for this week in weather history. A record high of 94 degrees on May 9, 1979, and a record low of 35 degrees on May 9, 1947. Weather for the week ahead. Light rain tomorrow through next Thursday, with high temperatures falling to 56 degrees on Monday. Thanks for listening to A Great Big City. Follow along 24 hours a day on social media at A Great Big City or email contact at A Great Big City with any news, feedback, or topic suggestions. Subscribe to A Great Big City News wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, TuneIn Radio, or listen to each episode on the podcast pages at agreatbigcity.com slash podcast. If you enjoy the show, subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening and visit our podcast site to see show notes and extra links for each episode. Thanks for being part of a great big city.